Hi, Kauai creatives. I hope everyone is well. So today I thought I'd swing through and talk a little bit about redefining my blackness and give a read from my memoir, Shop Gal. Um, So before we get into that, let me give you a little bit about what the mood is here today at Little Ink Play Shop. Um, I'm doing my best to do a self-check-in It's raining outside. It's been raining heavy for two days. It's really, really um, dreary. uh, And it's making it hard for me to find like that upbeat tempo in myself. Um, Instead, I kind of just want to roll up a J and go back to bed. But alas, we are here. I have appointments. Um, I have to do books. so that I can ship out this weekend. I have to prepare for a panel. I will be discussing building a local Kauai community uh, at Royal Vegas Retreat. And what else am I preparing for? Oh, I'm trying to prepare a space where we can actually converse, where we can have comments. Um, we can actually talk about these things. We can unpack this stuff together. So if there's anything that hits home for you, then, you know, we can just kind of discourse, you know, you have a friend in me type of deal. And a lot of times, you know, just being able to sit back and cackle and kiki uh, and laugh about some things that we may find silly in our own personal development uh, as we we get better um, and grow and all that good stuff and some things we may need to cry about and you may need somebody to cry with you I don't know I know I do sometimes shit so I am trying my best to prepare a place so that that way we can all actually have fun together um, and it won't just be this podcast with me talking at, at you with all of my thoughts and we have this huge wall in between us I want to get to know you. Okay, hopefully that sounded far enough away, but I'm back now. So, so yeah, so that's what this episode is about. We're talking about redefining my blackness, my black experience. Um, and the inspo for this was I was talking to uh, my good friend, my brother, my peer, my mentor, and my customer, <laughs> Kokai. Um, and we were talking about um, all of the check marks or all of the boxes, the niches that I actually check. Um, I'm not your typical black girl. Um, I don't I don't think any black girl or black person is a typical black person. We're not monolithic. So there are plenty, plenty black experiences. Um, there are plenty, plenty moods in terms of black culture. Um, all of those things. And... Yeah, so we were talking about that in terms of how do I make myself more investable? And um, we were talking about how I view myself uh, versus how other people view me and what my actual assets are. So it gave me something to chew on. Now, the funny thing is, is that I talk about refining my blackness in my memoir, not redefining it. But refining it. Um, and while there's 
pretty similar. They are definitely also different. And redefining my blackness, I am saying, look, you could have put me in a box and you could have said that this is what this chick would have done, you know, based on her circumstances. I don't know if you remember, but in my very first episode, I was talking about how my, um, how one of my first life lessons or one of the most important ones is my circumstances don't define me. Um, and that's something that my mom instilled in me, instilled in me, instilled in me. My circumstances do not define me. So while I do have, you know, um, certain things that, you know, are common, black struggle stories, as I call them, um, and that's not to downplay them in any way, shape, or form. It is a struggle story. Um, we are, in fact, struggling in these stories, and we happen to be black. So, it's just a descriptor. Um, but, in that, she always reminded me that I can transcend those things that those things that you know when people look at at all of those boxes that are ticked that people are automatically going to put me in a box well now I've kind of done things to redefine my own blackness so those boxes are now so confusing to people that they're just like I don't know what the fuck this girl is and I love it so there's that Refining it is literally like refining those things that are instilled in me from my community. How do I actually put those things into my work? How do I actually make sure those things always have a voice? They always guide me. Those are my morals and scruples. I'm refining those things. So those, you know, when you grow up, there are things that, you know, adults will tell you to do versus things that adults will do that whole do as I say not as I do thing sometimes things like that can cause a little bit of inner discord and sometimes you grow up a little bit confused about a little bit of things nothing bad there it's just some unpacking it's just some uh some reprogramming that has to happen so in redefining my blackness and you know making sure i have all these boxes checked of no this is me when you see me while you would have already put me in a box based on my circumstances this is actually me these are my boxes these are my ticks um catch me if you can and fucks with me <laughs> Refining my blackness is taking, like I said, those lessons and actually putting together my character, putting together um, the foundation, those things that I actually stand on. So those are the differences between redefining and refining. Now, the reason I found it important to say that is because one, in a second, like, a few minutes. Um, I am going to do. I'm going to read to you from um, from my memoir, and we will be reading uh, "Refine," which is about refining my blackness. However, if you go to ipukawaii.com and you sign up for my email list, P.S. That's where we can discourse for now because you will have direct access to me. I read emails. I respond as if we are chatting. So with that, I'm able to, with that, I'm able to actually converse with you. We can start tearing down that wall. But when you go to this page, it literally says, meet the magical girl redefining the black experience with body art and fashion. 
but we're reading refine, right? So I needed to make sure you understood that too, that while I am redefining my black experience and I'm doing that very much outwardly. So when people are like, I don't get her, oh my God, who is she? You know, um, you can check any box you want based on the visuals that I present. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, refining is all about my character and making sure I'm Gucci um, inside and then outside. So, you know, there's that. So, yes. So, that said, let's get to um, refine. So, as I said, this chapter is called Refined, and here we go. I think one of the most important things for me is how I define my Blackness and my Black experience. The the definition shifts over time depending on what stage of life I'm at. Looking back at 16 years ago, I knew I was really Black. I was militant and extremely pro-black, 100% for my people, and absolutely against nonsensical things. I'm a separatist. I practice separatism. No, it's not a bad thing, and no, I don't hate other races. Let me say it plain so we all have this in writing. Being pro-black does not make one anti-everyone else. Let us be real clear here. That rhetoric is god-awful when we start talking about Black folk and what we like to see for ourselves. But my Blackness wasn't defined by my experiences made... But my Blackness wasn't defined by experiences made by choice. It's more a crossbreed of nurture and nature, actually. (laughs) I've always loved my melanin and been fascinated by it. True story. (laughs) I think that that's the nature part. I've been cute, but waking up like this, sometimes the way I talk, Jesus Christ, they, I was born like this and I've never questioned the color of my skin and the name in the nurture department. Well, well, I'll point out my whole name for starters. It's Swahili, a language I don't even speak. Well, technically I do inserting a part here for us technically i do because i say my name often which if it's swahili then i definitely speak swahili i just don't know the actual language so let's continue (laughs) anyway (laughs) a language i don't i don't even speak I had to find confidence in that but it wasn't too hard because the other things nurture related are that my mom was a Black Panther, need I explain? And I'd only been in predominantly Black spaces, from hood to hangout. So I've always been surrounded by people who look like me. My elementary school was Black, my middle school was Black, my high school was Black. I went to an HBCU. And for those of us who don't know, an HBCU is a historically Black college and university. I stayed in an all Black neighborhood and I loved it. Visibly militant, everything was Black, and I loved it. These days, I continue to define my blackness and my black experiences by my own choice, by my own choices and experiences in business, travel, and lifestyle. And I love being what I affectionately call Afro Kawaii. 
Surrounding myself with blackness and black culture was something that I've always needed. I still need people around me who look like me. I always need more melanin around me than anything else. But it's not necessarily that I need them around to validate me. View it as more of surrounding myself in a community and kinship. Just having people around that when I step out, I say, hey, how you doing? What's up, bro? To, to people that look like me is essential. They'll give me a nod back and answer, hey, little sis. That community kinship is a part of Black culture almost anywhere you go. We speak the same language, no matter how hard you fight it. When I came into the industry, I was militant and took no shit, but not as your stereotypical angry black woman. As I spent more time within this industry, I started becoming flustered with my own skin folk and began hardening. Mostly because for the first time through the lens of tattoo, I started to see us for us, the good, the bad, the ugly of the melanated people, skin folk and kin folk. Yes, there is a difference. Through tattoo, I started to see more of the nasty widespread stereotypes that we have accepted and carried on both ignorantly carried on both ignorantly and unintentionally. Here are a few just to name. Here are here, I'll just name a few. <laughs> I don't know how my tongue got that tight. <laughs> we run on CPT time, colored people time, not punctual, often showing up late for appointments. Let me tell you when and i'm inserting again here when i was in japan i literally got passes for being late because not only is it american to be late but it is also black to be late that hurt my feelings i'm carrying on we're always expecting a hookup that's not fully paying I get that often. I still get that, sis, but, you know, we could, I'm all for bartering with my people for certain things. However, when it comes to business, business is business, and you don't go in CVS and ask for hookup on a piece of gum. So why would you come to your own kin asking for a hookup on something that helps to feed them? Let us figure out how to work together to make sure we both get what we need from this table. That's just my take and another insertion. We lack professionalism. I'm just going to say oof. Black product and service is inferior. This is something that I actually experienced a lot of um, when it came to people making a choice of their tattoo artist. And it hurt. It hurt. People would choose based on a portfolio, and when they found out that the port, the person that they chose was a black person, no, this can't be their portfolio. This can't be them. I know a white person did this. Why the fuck can a black person do something better, not even as good, better than a white person? And it was black people who were saying this, and that hurt my feelings. Whites are better trained, better qualified, simply better in any field. I've heard this out of black people's mouths and it has hurt my feelings. How we see ourselves hurts my feelings. I'll continue on. Again, there are widespread stereotypes. No matter your brand of kin, these are only some stereotypes all skin folks are generalized by. 
With that outlook, I decided it was time to start redefining my blackness all over again. Yes, I'm black. Yes, I'm militant. Yes, I don't take any shit. Yes, I'm here for my people. However, for me to stand in that truth and not waver, I needed to pave that two-way street and start connecting with the kinfolk who also want to see and do better within our community. Rewind to my bad tattoo experience and what I did about it. If you don't know about my bad tattoo experience and what I did about it, hit me up and I'll tell you. In my first few years in tattoo, I saw a lot of self-hating black people. I saw a lot of people who felt that going to a white artist and supporting a white shop would be much better than being with your own. This troubling belief that anything of our own hands was inferior. My militant ass wanted to climb Mount Fuji with a bullhorn that reaches all corners of the earth and yell, not fucking so. And that's not a practical strategy, now is it? Again, I went with creating an experience, and that starts with me. At some point, I needed to redefine my own blackness and do my part to empower pro-blackness. That means black pride, pride within ourselves, something that I was taught when I was little. Um, My mom's black band. Uh, with these with this twofer I could also better understand who I wanted to serve within the black community in marketing we all call those we call those target markets truth is same as any other race in theory because I'm black and know no other experience some relationships with the black community are toxic no matter how much I don't want to admit it as a pro-black service provider relationships and practices are filled with hurt people who hurt people. It's toxic. And Lolo Me can't save everybody, no matter how much my heart wants to. I must go with what I know. It's like riding a plane. Secure your own mask before you're helping someone else. And another fun fact is that everybody that I can help doesn't necessarily want the help. Project Pat taught me all about that, about not saving hoes who don't want to be saved. But where it started with me was softening my edges, not my hair, FYI. We're not talking about those edges, guys. I had to redefine my image and how I show up as a resource and helpful person within my community. Remember, part of my purpose is happiness. Not for me, but for my kinfolk through Leon, though Leo Ralston says the purpose of life is not to be happy, but to matter, to be productive, to be useful, to have it make some difference that you have all, that you have lived at all. Somehow I find that to be a combination or part of the ingredients for a recipe for happiness, but I digress. To guarantee my own happiness, I must give of myself and make others happy. So I decided that things I am overly critical about within the Black community, I'll be among those to learn better and bring it back in hopes that we can all do better as a people. My personal manifestation of Sankofa. I've tattooed a lot of those. Sankofa, in case you didn't know, translates to go back and get it. That means you go back, you get the tools that you need to actually do the work to move forward. Sankofa. I mentioned it in like the first episode. And if you keep listening and hanging out with me, you'll probably hear it a lot more. I'm continuing on. 
And what has been so troubling for me is seeing the breakdown in all of the new and all of its nuances and layers in our community. I attribute it to us not just sharing knowledge to just us not just sharing knowledge, but also the importance of at least knowing it. Man, I feel like I'm speaking a coded language from church. <sighs> but seriously, something as simple as being reminded of those sandbox rules and injecting them into our lifestyles. That became my new definition of my blackness, my MO. Modus operandi, my working habits and ways of conducting business. Here we go with refining. <laughs> My DNA actually has militancy infinitely. My mother was a Black Panther who fought in the civil rights movements in the 1960s. My grandmother, a seamstress, wasn't aggressively militant, but she definitely made space in any room she was in and had her boundaries. Boy, oh boy, were they unapologetically firm, too. I come from a lineage of women who have pondered life's most persistent and urgent question, as Dr. King describes it. What are you doing for others? My first examples of finding strength and femininity and self-accountability, they were here for their community first and foremost and found their happiness there. They were and are my roadmap. And that same question I'll have to answer too, like any other topic in this memoir. I want these words to transcend tattoo. I don't serve anybody. I don't serve everybody these days. Most of my clientele is people who are like me, not just in appearance, but also in mindset, learning curves, and general interests. I wanted to serve people who are honest with themselves because ultimately they'll be honest with me. Then we can open up a two-way street. Experience is the best teacher. Yes. And the worst experiences teach the best lessons is true. But we're not all privy to life-changing or reflective experiences beyond our backyard. So I like to gather those things to serve my community in varying ways. Tattoo, being relatable as a Japan lover, otaku, fashionista, whatevs. All those checkboxes I was talking about? Yeah, those are those. <laughs> if you want my help, then I'm happy to help you in whatever capacity we see fit. I'm not always tattooing someone to be helpful Some to be helpful to someone and pass along awareness. Sometimes I may be assisting a person with their brand. Sometimes I might just be giving business tips or I might be passing along a resource that was put in my lap, but I knew it wasn't for me. I don't know. It was just a resource. I held on to it. I held on to because somebody else in the community will need it. But I will take experiences from what I have been able to accomplish in life and share the helpful parts with my community. When I say community, I'm not only referring to the Black community, though. I'm also referring to the Kauai community. I love you, DC Kauai style. These are the good folks I serve almost exclusively. Black an alternative. In my case, Kauai. <laughs> my being Black and redefining what that means to me is always going to be based on what part of my journey I'm on at any given time. Also, my Blackness can evolve at any given time, but redefining it doesn't mean the 
destruction of my core, but refining it. There's a concept in Japanese culture called Kaizen. The word means improvement. It usually refers to business activities that continuously improve all functions, but I use it for improving my person. Generally, Kaizening, as I call it, Kaizening, myself in business and as a person in general by even just 1%, make sure I'm a better resource for my people. Then we can keep that two-way street going. The same way hurt people hurt people, healthy people help people. See what I did there? When you're a magical being doing magical things, you bring out the magic in others. That's something that I would love to see more of within the black community, especially because we're all magical beings, but we're also hurt. How do we come together? How do we refine our blackness? How do we explore it individually and collectively? My brain ponders these things often when I explore what being black is for me and what I hope it will be going forward. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that reading and some of my random thoughts while reading. Um, I would love to know your thoughts. Uh, Be sure to share this episode if you enjoyed it, as well as any other episode you enjoyed. Uh, Be sure to subscribe Be sure to join my mailing list so that we can keep this conversation going and we can get to know each other and we can improve ourselves together if you want to, if you want a friend on this journey. I know I do. Anyway, visit me at ipukawaii.com. Again, making more space for us so that we can actually communicate and we don't have this big wall of you know me podcasting you listening and us not being able to talk about it um follow me on instagram at ipukawaii and say what up to your girl i'd love to hear from you all right kawaii creatives i will see you guys soonest um another episode coming soon and we will talk more jane